Ain't No Fang podcast. From Arizona Sports, Ain't No Fang. The offseason ticks on for all teams, including the Arizona Diamondbacks, but would they consider bringing back someone who used to be a Diamondback, but is now the most controversial figure in Major League Baseball? I'm Steve Zinsmeister with Cody Fincher as well. It's the Ain't No Fang podcast. The Los Angeles Dodgers cut ties with Trevor Bauer this week. It was expected. They did not want to be a part of any sort of relationship with that individual after what he went through legally. We don't need to talk about all of that. But basically, he served the longest suspension ever in Major League Baseball for their uh, abuse policy, I guess, is what it is. Like sexual assault policy. I don't know what it is. but um, Being a jerk policy. Right, exactly. Here's the thing. He's not been convicted of guilt or anything like that by a court of law. He still claims his innocence. All that aside, he would be a good starting pitcher for somebody in Major League Baseball. And now that he's been cut by the Dodgers, he's fair game. Former Cy Young winner. In fact, I think he won it right before he started serving the suspension. That's a really good pitcher that's available at a time when this offseason's almost over. There's not a lot of good pitchers out there. So the question is, as a Diamondback fan, would you want the Diamondbacks to bring him back on a... Very cheap deal. It only takes $720,000, I think, a league minimum to bring him in. No. (laughs) No. You can't bring someone like that in. And that's the podcast for this week. (laughs) No. Despite whether or not he's still even a good pitcher, the guy hasn't pitched in over a year, it feels like. Almost two, I think. Um, you, You can't do that as a team just from the PR. I think like that's not that shouldn't be an option right now because I mean he's first of all he's still suspended what his his suspension is lifted sometime this year he can he can play he's still again. got games that yeah he, has he to still serve, has yeah. to, I think it's like 50 games or something like that I can't remember the the number but he'd be available mid-year but no you can't you you can't bring a guy like Trevor Bauer in to the an organization especially the D-backs he's already pitched here and he burned that bridge I mean it's a different regime now but same he, owner, though. It was not a uh, uh, gracious exit for Trevor Bauer when he was traded away to the Cincinnati Reds. He hasn't really had a gracious exit from or not anywhere. The Cincinnati Reds, the, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, well, remember, there was a time in Cleveland where he got pulled from a game. That's where he had most of his success before he ended up winning the Cy Young. Um, and remember he got pulled from a game and he didn't like it and he chucked the ball over Through, the center field wall from the mound? Yeah. Remember that? That was awesome. He did that to a guy... Like Terry Francona too. Like yeah, you can't on. do that. To, yeah. But no, come on, Tito's the best. The answer, whether or not the D backs should bring Trevor Bauer in on a league minimum deal, is no. You can't do that. You're an up and coming team. Despite the need for pitching here, it just would not be a good look. You would have that distraction looming over your team, uh, even when he's not here yet. Like even before he can start pitching, and then when he gets here and can start pitching, that it's like a cloud that would hang over your team. And I feel like a team like this, an an up and coming D backs team that's young and inexperienced, I don't think you should bring in a guy like that. And it seems as though that in Los Angeles, like he wasn't really liked there anyway. It seemed like he wasn't liked in the clubhouse, but I mean, that could... I don't know that he's been liked anywhere. Yeah, I don't think he's a likable person. Except for when he and Mike Clevenger had that thing in Cleveland. Clev and Trev, 
you know, where they were like best friends forever. And obviously well, neither of them ended up staying very long after that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. And just on the let's just bring this to the baseball perspective, too. How good I, I know Trevor Bauer is a good pitcher. The guy isn't pitched in over a year. Well, it's the Deshaun Watson thing, right? Yeah. He Where we he all know he's a good quarterback. He hasn't played the sport. Like, you, yeah, you, you can go into a gym or a backfield somewhere and, and find a mound somewhere and, and throw. I saw his agent tweet out the other day. Oh, his, uh, Rachel Luba, I believe, is his agent. Yeah. Um, she tweeted out a video of him throwing change-ups. Like, I guess he added or he tweaked his change-up or something like that. He's had plenty of time to do and, so. And, yeah, he was getting a lot of swing and misses, but who was he throwing to? They look like high school players that he was throwing to. Well, they look like JUCO players. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so listen, you can go I, and do that all you want, but when you get on a major league mound, like, and for the first time in over a year, are you gonna be this just great pitcher all of a sudden? I don't think so. I follow Trevor Bauer very tangentially. I I don't watch all of his videos. He's a very popular baseball YouTuber. At this point, he basically built a facility. I think it's here in town. I think it's here in the Valley, actually, in Scottsdale, maybe. Um, and he does videos with that. Guy. Who's that guy who goes by like King of Juco? You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea who you're talking about. Okay. There's a guy who goes by King of Juco. He's a very popular baseball YouTuber. And they do a ton of videos together at this facility. And a lot of them are like, we brought in a high schooler to see if he could strike us out. Or, you know, yeah. like, uh, we put on drunk goggles and try to hit home <laughs> runs off a tee or something like that, you know? So he's very popular in that respect, too. I- I'm with you. You can't just be gone for two years and come back and you're a Cy Young winner again. I doubt that would happen. However, this is an opportunity the diamondbacks should not do it because of the way that things ended here i I can't imagine that working out but someone will do it someone will someone will take the risk and they'll sign him for i don't know if he's going to get the seven hundred twenty thousand minimum or if he's going to have somewhat of a bidding war maybe he makes a couple million or whatever he's already making 22 million dollars this year from the dodgers he doesn't need a boatload he doesn't need uh, and a team doesn't need to throw money at him no Okay, I'm gonna unless go, a bunch of teams want him. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Okay, who's getting him? The Mets. No, oh, that would take so many people. I off. know, right? Remember, remember, he was almost a Met. Remember that report. That right? Remember the report that said. I think. Okay, I know. Is that we, before he signed I, with the Dodgers? I know we've dragged John Heyman on this podcast a little bit. He deserved it, but a little bit. I think it was John <laughs> Heyman that reported that he was a man. It was either Hammer or Bob Nightingale. I can't remember, but um, remember that there was a report that Trevor Bauer is going to the Mets, and Trevor Bauer's like, "No, I'm not." I'm like, is this going to be like? <laughs> the, I'm going to the Dodgers. Is this going to be like the Demarcus Cousins contract? Remember when Demarcus Cousins signed, signed a deal for Warriors. five million dollars, and we were all like. That's a thirty-eight million a year player. Yeah, what are you doing? It's year, different because it's not the disciplinary. Went to the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't end up working out that great. No, it did not. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just think the Mets are the type of team, and Steve Cohen doesn't seem to care about what people think and how much money he spends. Not, not like he's going to have to spend a ton of money on Trevor Bauer anyway. But I mean, they just kind of, they just kind of screwed up the whole Carlos Correa thing. Um, well, screw, we'll see if they screwed it up. Um, we'll see if time, time tell, time will tell if that was a mistake or not. By the way, the twins did exactly what I recommended on the podcast. Give him a six, just year, give him a six year. Deal. Yeah. Uh, it's got a four year option on the end. If he's yeah. still playing well in six years, then you just opt in. So I, I don't know. I feel like 
the Mets are like they're trying to win now. Yeah, and they already have like they five already, really good they starters. Already though. have they already have Verlander and Scherzer, Senga, who they Senga, signed in the offseason. I mean, I they they they, they don't got have rid of Chris Bassett. He's gone. Bassett's gone. Taiwan Walker's gone. I think they still have Carlos Carrasco, so yeah. they might have a rotation spot to fill. And if they're trying to win uh, we're this year, somebody, there's somebody else in New York. I mean, there's David, there's David Peterson. There's no, that's not what I'm thinking of. There's a fifth. Ah, uh, it's escaping me there's right now. There's one more. There's one more, but I can't remember who it is for the life of me. Jacob Degrom left. That's obvious. yeah, he's gone. <laughs> anyway, I, I agree with you. That one makes a lot of sense, just from like the financial standpoint. I assume that Who's there's a dark horse. I assume out there. there's a bad team out there that's willing to throw seven hundred thousand dollars at a guy I to mean, possibly win the Cy Young. Would he go back to Cincinnati? Maybe. I, I don't know, know how it ended there. I'd... Who? I mean, I'm just trying to think of who would be able to withstand the PR storm that would come with him you signing know, there. You know what would? I feel like the Mets can withstand it. You know what would bother just me? Just because of who their owner is? You know what would bother me almost to the same level as the Mets? The Padres. Ooh. The Padres. The who, Padres. Who I just want to mention. Ooh. They've been loading up, right? Yeah. They're getting anybody and everybody they want right now. They just signed Nelson Cruz this week to a one-year, $1 million contract. Yes. Now, Nelson Cruz is on the back nine. There's no doubt about it. I think he's like 42 he, years old. He's still got a little boomstick left. I tweeted out yesterday... <laughs> The uh, statistics over the last three seasons for Nelson Cruz and Anthony Rendon. Listen to this. Has Nelson Cruz been better than Anthony Rendon? Listen to this. Oh, no. Nelson Cruz over the last three seasons. Three seasons. 259 average, Uh so roughly 260. This is three seasons? Three seasons. The last three major league seasons. Okay. 259 average, Uh 337 OBP, Uh 121 OPS+. It's pretty good. Anthony Rendon, 252, so that's seven points lower than Cruz. Mm. 359 on base, so that's roughly 20 points better, so he gets on base more. 115 OPS+, six points lower. Nelson Cruz will make $1 million this season. Anthony Rendon will make thirty-eight and a half. Oh my gosh. And then pile on how much Anthony Rendon has been injured. Well, and Nelson Cruz was bad last year too, but, but at the same time, I'm like, that's the player Anthony the Padres Rendon's just making got. $38 million and Nelson Cruz is making $1 million. So if you tack on a Cruz for $1 million, that's a guy who's going to DH a couple times a week, right? And then yeah. you tack on a Trevor Bauer for $700,000 or maybe uh, a million or two. In an already stacked rotation in San Diego? Come on, man. Come on. If you want any more reason to hate the Padres, that would be it. All right, let's not spend any more time on Trevor Bauer. I don't, I don't feel like But he- no, Trevor Bauer should not be an Arizona Diamondback. The end. Okay. I, I know they have rotation spots open. I, I mean, they just brought back Zach Davies. Um, so that's one rotation spot well, probably let, down. But. Let's talk about that. So Zach Davies is back uh, as what we can assume is basically the fourth starter, right? Because we put Bumgarner above him because of his contract and because of his past. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gallon, obviously the best pitcher and, on the team. And, and Merrill, Merrill Kelly, Kelly yep. who's been very exactly. good. Exactly. $5 million with $3 million in incentives for Davies. Last season, 409 ERA. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Yeah. Um, but he averaged an 89 mile an hour fastball last season. Yeah. I mean, Zach Davies, I mean, he's not, he's not the, you know, 
sexy signing. You know what I mean? He's not he's not the big name signing or the big name acquisition, but I mean, what he does is he he eats some innings. He will eat innings. He pitched 134 innings last year, but like you said, his numbers his numbers are never going to blow you away because he's a contact pitcher. He pitches the con. He doesn't throw very hard. He tries to get you to hit the ball on the ground. Um, I mean, he's his best year was probably in 2017 in Milwaukee. He threw 191 innings, had a 3.90 ERA. I mean, so that tells you all you got to know right there. I mean, with the Padres, he was good too in 2020, but that was 2020. I liked him a lot. In that 2020 Padres season, and then he goes to the Cubs, Got right? Got traded. Yep. And he was really bad with the Cubs. He was so. part of the U Darvish trade, I believe. I think that's right. Yeah. I think he was one of the main pieces. Yeah. He was the main major league piece that went back to Chicago for U Darvish. Um, but, I mean, they needed to add a- another veteran starter. And, I mean, they already had familiarity with Zach Davies from last year. So, I'm fine with that. It's it's not a – it's a one-year deal. They didn't sign him – I think it has a, a mutual option for 2024. So, there's that. But, in all in all, it's, pr- it's most likely a one-year deal. He probably won't be around next year because hopefully by next year in 2024, you either are in play for a starting pitcher in free agency or a trade or – you're, a couple of your young pitchers are ready to take a couple rotation spots there. Here's they still I'd, have the fifth spot open this year. It's true. Here's what I'd like to see by season's end. I would like to see three of those rotation spots. I'd, uh, not Gallon, not Kelly. The other three I would like to see filled by these young guys. Mm-hmm. I think Madison Baumgartner, if he pitches the way that he did last season, I think he'll be gone by the end of the year. And that he'll might probably be, be a salary dump trade or he'll just get straight up cut. Well, because next year he makes fourteen million dollars, I believe. So I I'm not sure. Of that. I believe he makes he makes twenty three million dollars this year, and I believe fourteen million dollars next year. Oh, you're talking about the extra at the end of the contract? Yeah. Okay. I so see. if he doesn't pitch well this year, they can just cut him and eat that money next year. Yeah, um, it's possible. Because I he mean, did it with Granky. I mean, th- then what? Because if he doesn't, if he pitches like if Madison Bumgarner pitches. Like he did last year in 2023, then why even keep him? He around? won't deserve to be here because what are you doing? You're you're just wasting a spot. So at by that the point. end of the year, I want so you have Brandon Fought, who's their best pitcher in the minor leagues. He's in AAA. I think he made like six starts before the end of the season in AAA. So he'll be up at some point this year, I think. Tommy Henry, who's made starts at the major league level, he's a crafty left-hander. Dre Jameson. Dre Jameson, who throws hard, and we both really liked in September. Yes, please. Ryan Nelson came up and Ryan pitched Nelson at times. Ryan Nelson pitched well when he came up, too. So if that's just that's four names. There's others. There's Blake Walston in the minors. There's a couple other guys that probably deserve to be on our radar. I mean, you got to find out what some of these guys are. By season's end... Especially if you're not in contention. If you're not making the playoffs, then I definitely need to see three of these guys in the rotation at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I hope I hope that we see at least Brandon Fott make the jump to the majors this year. I think he will. I, I kind of thought he might have made the jump really late last year when they, I believe they sent Tommy Henry back down to AAA. Um, but Dre Jameson came up and was really good. Um, so yeah, I, I think I still think though, if, if Bumgarner's gone next year, I still think you want to, especially depending on what happens this year. 
if the Diamondbacks are 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 close to a playoff spot, a wild card spot this year, or if they if they make the wild card this year, I think you have to go add a veteran starter eventually, uh, like a decent one, not just the. And this is no slight to Zach Davies, but no, n- not just bringing back a guy like Zach Davies on a one year deal or bringing in a veteran pitcher on a one year deal. I think you have to be in on some one of the top, whether it's free agent or someone available on the market. Um, on trade this market is, this pitchers. Is a, this but. is a trade team. It, it, yeah. This yeah, team's not going right. to go out there yeah. and get... I mean, even Madison Bumgarner wasn't the top pitcher available at the time they signed him to a five-year, $85 million deal, which I believe was the second highest contract they'd ever doled out behind mm-hmm. Zach Granke. Zach Granke is the complete anomaly. And I would argue that didn't even work out the way that they hoped it would. They made the playoffs one time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with He was one of the better here. pitchers in their franchise's history, but he should have been based on that contract. Yeah. Um, to kind of go along with that conversation, let's talk about the Marlins for a second, because they have a plethora of young starting pitchers. I can't even name all of them. Uh, <laughs> there was Alcantara is obviously a Cy Young guy. Pablo Lopez. Um, Jesus Lozardo is there now. Uh, I mean, Edwin Cabrera, Edward Cabrera just came up. He wasn't good last year, but Trevor Rogers. Trevor Rogers. Trevor Rogers was yeah. good in 2021. I yeah, think he was good that year, but he was really bad last year. Um, they just signed Johnny Cueto who was really good last year, but kind of a weird signing for a team that has a plethora of young starters. It just feels like they're ready and to offload. It isn't trying. A weird, yeah. yeah a weird, because jo- they traded away Miguel Rojas right, to, the to the Dodgers this week. Yep. So Not that he's the end-all, be-all. He's not like an all-star shortstop but, or but anything. He's, but I mean, they needed a shortstop, so yeah. he could play everywhere. So here's a question. Are the Marlins a potential trade partner for the Diamondbacks? Again, well, they like again. like you said again. again. <laughs> they have the history with yeah. they ha- they do have the history. They did the Gallon the, deal. Yep, yep. They did the uh, Caleb Smith Starling Marte That's trade. Right. Um, so Mike Hazen has history with that Miami front office over there. So um, I, I don't know. I I would love Pablo Lopez. He's still pretty good. He's under control for more than just this year. I think it's either, I think it's two more years after this year. I, I don't and know. He's a reasonable sure. middle of the rotation. Yeah, guy. he's and he's good. I mean, they're not getting rid of Alcantara. That's. Uh, no. I mean, you'd have to give them everything for him. Yeah. Um, and he's just won the Cy Young Award. So, um, I think Pablo Lopez. You could probably you could maybe get a guy like Trevor Rogers for cheap because he did really struggle last he had year. A bad year. Um, I think Luzardo is. Very intriguing because that dude has wicked stuff, very nasty stuff. But he's the type of guy that can either he he's either going to go out there and strike out ten plus guys, or he's going to give up six runs, and he might do both in one start. <laughs> so you know you never know what you're going to get with Jesus Lazardo right now. But um, but yeah, it's maybe that 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 might be a good. Yuri Perez is over there too. They still have guys in the minor leagues dudes, that aren't man. up. That are are good pitchers. So. so the latest rumor is that Pablo Lopez for Max Kepler with the Twins Max would Kepler? be a possible deal. That's don't, it. Don't we have something better than Max Kepler to offer? I mean, Max Kepler had like one good, really good season a couple years ago. I want to say twenty nineteen, yeah, or something like that. I mean, we have Alec Thomas. Who's younger? You willing to give up? We talked about this. I think I proposed this exact deal last week. Alec Thomas for Pablo Lopez. Would you do that? Mm. 
You'd still have McCarthy. I, I know you. you. You're going to say you'd rather give up McCarthy. I would rather give up McCarthy. I'm yeah. not touching Carroll. You can't have him. No. He's ours, and leave him alone. By the way, he's in every single article right now for Rookie, Rookie of the Year. I know. It's great. It's fantastic. He's everywhere. There's a lot of preseason love for the D-backs, too. There was that MLB. Uh, there was a few weeks ago, there was an article on MLB.com. I can't remember the author, but he was making like bold predictions for like awards and stuff like that. He had Zach Gallen winning the Cy Young Award in the NL. He's sh- possible. Who should have been a finalist this year. He came close. And then here's another bold one. He had Tori Lovello winning manager of the year. So that means. Well, he's what, won it before. That means the D-backs are going to take a single, <laughs> like a, a really big leap. Uh, anyway, yeah. but yeah, Corbin Carroll's everywhere on those lists, like rookie of the year and all that stuff. Um, they could be but, a trade partner. But. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to give up Alec Thomas for Pablo Lopez just because I know he's under control past this year, but I don't think it's for very long. It depends on what the Marlins are looking for. Like if you want an outfield prospect for the long term, yeah, they probably start by asking for Alec or JJ. Uh, or sorry, Jake, not JJ. I get Jake and JJ McCarthy mixed up all JJ the time. JJ McCarthy. Yeah. There's too many guys with the you last name remember, McCarthy in the news you right now. You gotta remember too... The D-backs also have Drew Jones in the minor leagues. They just drafted him. You're not going to trade but him, though. No, I'm saying that you might be able to give up an Alec Thomas because oh, eventually Drew Jones is going to come up. Yeah, there's an argument to be made there. I wouldn't trade Drew Jones. What I mean, but, is there any way the Marlins would move off of one of those starters? doesn't have to be Lopez. Could be one of those starters. Forgot a package like a Dominic Canzone who's sitting in AAA. Uh... Some of these pitchers, maybe. I mean, you got Tommy Henry, you got I, Ryan Nelson. I bet. Okay, so for for probably Lopez, you probably have to give up Thomas or maybe McCarthy. I don't know. For for like Rogers, you could probably give up a couple minor league guys for that. I think I even wrote about that. Didn't we do a midseason? We did. We did article, and yeah. I think I wrote Rogers for like a well, package of we, minor league. We leaders. both had Marlins people. <laughs> Who did you have? I think I had Rogers. I think I was the one that. Oh, wrote you wrote Rogers? Yeah, but I, I I didn't do any of the major league guys. I said like Dominic, one of the Dominics, Fletcher, or Canzo, Dominic Fletcher's and, down there too, and yeah. I think an. Uh, Maybe a Ryan Nelson or something we like that. We might have even had Stone Garrett in there, remember? Because Stone <laughs> Garrett hadn't come up yet. Oh, Stone Garrett. We miss you. He's gone already. I'll miss you how hard you Speaking hit Speaking of gone, J.B. Bukowskis, DFA'd yes. by the Diamondbacks. My first take, just reading that headline, was if you can't make it in this bullpen, <sighs> yeah, then they must well, really know something about this kid. As far as we've seen, he hasn't been claimed yet. So he, he could might, still be around. He might pass through waivers, but... I mean, that's, that's... That's even worse. Yeah, if no one else Isn't wants that you. even worse? Even Edwin Nuceta got claimed by the Detroit Tigers after they DFA'd him for Longoria. So, to go back through the Granky trade very quickly, Josh Rojas obviously was the quote-unquote throw-in at the time. Remember the article from Sports He's Illustrated about... He's the only one that has been established in the majors with this team. Right. Which is ironic because at the time the Astros owner was like, who the hell is Josh Rojas? Wait, Put him in. Go literally ahead. Literally the, the situation was he walks into their war room where they're making trades. Yeah. And he goes, we're holding up the trade for Zach Greinke for some guy named Josh Rojas in AAA. Who cares? Do, Do it. it. Yeah. Do it. Rojas is the only one who's done really anything in the major leagues. Corbin Martin and J.B. Bukowskis were both pitchers in the uh, Futures game. Do you remember... Was it last year? 
the spring training that Bukowskis was having. Oh, he's awesome. And we were, everyone was like, he needs to be in the bullpen. Put him on the major league roster. Put him in the bullpen. I was one of those people. Yep. I was very disappointed when he didn't make the big league roster last year. And here we are. He's yeah. the first casualty of the Zach Granke trade where they DFA'd him or realized that he, they, he's not on the 40 man anymore. So I don't, I mean, the Zach Granke trade returns. So far, let's, I'm going to be honest. It's been pretty disappointing. I mean, Josh yeah. Josh Rojas has been a very bright spot. Um, he's played. He he manned third base all year last year. But even still, they just signed Longoria to be a platoon guy sure. with him. But then, so how great is he? And then you look. Seth Beer had that really good week in opening <laughs> week last year. One uh, day got really. us very excited. Yeah, I mean, at one point he was hitting 400 in like the first couple of weeks, yeah. but in like 10 at bats and. And then he just falls off a cliff and gets sent back down, never really came back up after that. And then Corbin Martin, I mean, I was, I'll be honest, I was the one clamoring for Corbin Martin. Just, I want to see what he wanted to see what he had. And I mean, I think they have a lot better options now in young starting pitchers than him. Martin's still on the roster, right? He is. He's still on the 40 man. He's still on the roster. So he could be a bullpen arm. Here's a prediction I don't think Corbin Martin's going to be around long. I don't think so. Either. I think he might be on this possible DFA list similar to Bukaskis coming up pretty soon. You've had how when did they make the Granky trade? 2019. You've had 3 years. Yeah. To figure out and Corbin Martin had already pitched in the majors before they traded for him. Mm-hmm. And he's not in the rotation now? Mm-mm. Just a nope. just a prediction from me. I think he's probably going to get the DFA I, next. I have uh, we didn't talk about this pre-show, but I just thought of it. Okay. Did you see the story that are uh, the report that Trevor Story had UCL surgery. When? This offseason? This this week. Okay. So he's Trevor out. Trevor Story. Yeah. How long is that? He's there the reports are saying that he could be out for most of the season. Is that Tommy John? UCL? I don't they didn't label it as Tommy John. Okay. I don't think, but they he did have something done on his UCL. Because that's the ligament that, that they is, work on for is. Tommy John. Correct. Yeah, okay. So, and Trevor Story was supposed to be on the Team USA for the WBC. Yeah, that's right. The the you know, obviously the, the Red Sox lost Xander Bogarts, so they were planning on moving Trevor Story to shortstop because he was playing second. Here's my question. Can the D-backs trade Nick Ahmed to the Red Sox? and get off that $10 million salary. It could be a fit. I think I read a tweet from Peter Gammons that suggested that. That's the one that I read, too. And I got to be honest with you. I think Peter Gammons uh, is a great baseball writer. I think sometimes he just tweets things that are just like in his head, and there's not really anything to it. That could be a good spot for Nick Ahmed. Yeah, but but he talked a little bit about uh, Nick Ahmed has a relationship with one of the coaching... Yeah, because it was his college coach or something like that at UConn. So so maybe there is something to that. Yeah. Um, If you're the Red Sox... He's a massive... Massachusetts native. That's where Nick Ahmed's from. Interesting. So I think he could benefit from a change of scenery. And it's not like you're asking for a ton back. What are you going to do at shortstop if you move on? Do you Nick just Ahmed? ride with Perdomo until Lawler's ready? Or are or, you cool with that? Or is the best option just to see what Nick Ahmed has in the last year of his deal? I don't think that they're overly, I don't think they need to get off the 10 million. They don't need to, but I think they would like to. I don't know what you do with that ten million in the meantime. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. It would just be savings for Ken Kendrick. It's not like there's another player out there you're going to go spend ten million on, 
right now. Would right? it allow you to? We talked about the shortstops that are available. Would it Elvis allow Andrews? you to absorb more salary in a trade? Potentially. Yeah, it could. I mean, they haven't spent very much this off season. What has it been like? Eighteen million dollars or something like that. That's an interesting idea that you came up with. Well, Peter Gammons came up with it, but uh, <laughs> it's an interesting idea. Yeah. It so, depends on how desperate the Red Sox are, too. Right, because they don't have a shortstop right now. Right. They don't even have a second. Well, I mean, they okay, what they can do is they can move Kike Hernandez in from center field and have him play second or short. Who plays, Who else plays short? I don't know. On that team. I don't know. Jeter Downs? They No, they DFA'd him. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Okay. The, the wow, main, what a disappointing the main, trade that was. The main <laughs> prospect piece from the Mookie Betts trade was DFA. Oh, man. I'm like, but his name is Jeter. You can't I go know, wrong. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know who else they have there. That I mean, there's still guys like Jose Iglesias that are still free agents, and Elvis Andres is still Dude, a free agent. Dude, I told agent. you, I'm a big fan of Jose Iglesias. That's what I'm in saying. The, in the short so term. here's what you do. Okay. Here, you trade Nick Ahmed to the Boston Red Sox, and then you sign Jose Iglesias, if you're who's, the, who's a better hitter than Nick Ahmed and still probably at the same level of fielder. Then why wouldn't the Red Sox just sign Jose Iglesias? Shh. <laughs> don't ruin my plans. You're like, does Heim Bloom listen to this podcast? Like, hopefully not. Um, Mike Hazen, it's an interesting idea. Send this podcast to That's an your friend. Idea. The the Hazen regime hasn't done as many deals with Boston as I thought they would. Have they done any deals with Boston? Uh, Devin Marrero is the only one that comes to okay. mind. Blake Swihart. <laughs> Remember at the beginning they were making a bunch of deals and we were like, these guys, uh, these are the guys you want. Yeah. Remember those. Yeah, I remember Devin Marrero. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember Swihart at all. He must it, not have played was very it Swihart? much. Oh, yeah, the, he was here, I believe. The outfielder yeah. slash catcher. Remember? Oh, I love those. We've had a handful of I those. I love those <laughs> outfielder catchers. The D-backs are running a monopoly on the outfield slash catcher market these oh, days. Oh, my gosh. Um, what else do I have on my list? P.J. Higgins. Uh, that's another Who's catcher that? slash other position. Um, He's another catcher slash other position? Catcher slash first base, really. Oh, okay. And then he made a That's couple of third base starts. He was with the Cubs. He hit 229, 310 on base. Not very impressive. In the minors, in seven seven minor league seasons, he's hit 279, 365 on base. Pretty darn good, right? Um, right now, he's got all three options left, so they could shuttle him back and forth between Reno and Phoenix. Yeah. Um, he's a depth play. They've still got Jose Herrera, by the way, mm-hmm. behind now Gabriel Moreno, who will be the starting catcher at some point. Carson Kelly. And Carson here. Kelly, who's still here. So I think this is just a depth play at the catcher position. He's got really, really below average defensive metrics behind the plate, so he's probably... Uh, I think he's right on the bubble. He's probably in that DFA category we were talking about. He's already been DFA'd by a couple of clubs. He's probably a guy that will, you know, be around if he if there's an injury or right. you know they need somebody to come up or whatever. But I mean, he, yeah, he's not on the forty man roster. So. Here's an interesting question because I was thinking about this with him being a first baseman. He plays better defense at first than catcher. Who's the backup first baseman? If if Christian Walker were to get hurt for a short time, God forbid, I who plays first in his stead? I I think it's Lourdes Gurriel Jr. He's played the most first base, that's for sure. Um, he has he has that experience there. I mean, Longoria hasn't really played first that much, but even maybe he would be a, a candidate for that. 
Paven Smith is on the 40 man roster. He can play first base. Um, he really hasn't. He hasn't though. I was just saying, I was telling you before we started. I'm like, when's the last time we saw Paven Smith play first? It's been a long time because they were trying to mold him into a sure. An they were make, trying to make him a, a decent right fielder, corner outfielder, whatever. Did that so, work? No. Yeah. He's not. He's Paven Smith won't be on the major league roster when the season starts. I'm just gonna. I'm. I, that's not even a bold prediction. I don't yeah. think he, there's no there's no room for him. I don't think. Well, and they also it, keep in mind left handed hitter. Outfielder well, now they are they have four they literally had four guys who did exactly that better than him last their year. Their starting outfield is going to be J, uh, J now I want to say JJ McCarthy sorry jerk sorry Jake McCarthy better than saying Kevin McCarthy Jake McCarthy Alec Thomas and Corbin Carroll are your three outfielders yeah then you have Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Kyle Lewis yeah so there you go honestly I wouldn't be surprised to see Lourdes out there a bunch. Yeah, he he he's probably going to play a bunch of left field. He's not the fastest player, but he's a decent fielder. He's, he's, I think, in the press release they sent, he was like had the second most defensive run saves in the American League in left field last year. There you go. And it was like three, but the next highest was like twenty. So there you go. But uh, but yeah, he's a the good, last few years the Diamondbacks had David Peralta out in left field, and while he gold did win a gold glove award, winner, I know, but we all it, we all admitted on the podcast how did he, he win that? Didn't deserve the gold <laughs> yeah. glove. Good defensive player. We Not love, a great we one. We love David Peralta, but yeah. I love David Peralta. But um yeah. I love prime David Peralta. Yes. I didn't love last season David Peralta. The the backup first baseman, if Christian Walker gets her, I think is Lord is Gurriel Does Jr. Seth Beer work his way into this conversation at all? He could. But it's kind of disappointing he we haven't even mentioned him. I know. We even talked about the Granky trade five minutes ago. But remember ago the whole knock on Seth Beer was that he's not a good fielder. And he, right now, he's, he's not. not a good hitter either right now. So I feel like if Seth Beer comes up, I mean, yeah, he could work his way in maybe because if you're going to have Guriel DH some and Longoria DH some, then if those guys have to slide over to first, then maybe Seth Beer gets some at-bats at designated hitter. But I don't know if he's playing first base every day. Andrew McCutcheon, former MVP Andrew McCutcheon, if you will, signed back with the Pirates today. That's very cool. Going home. That'll be a nice uh, first week of the season for the Pirates because they are a crappy franchise. It's going to be weird without the dreads, though. Did he? Remember he had those awesome dreads when he was with the Pirates? Did he get rid of the dreads before they got rid of him? Oh, see, I don't remember. See, when I think Pirates McCutcheon, I I think of the dreads. Prime McCutcheon had the dreads and he was awesome. You might be right. And then he got rid of the the dreads because he got traded to was it the Yankees he got traded to? Oh man, because they would the they would they would have made him cut his his hair, his shave his beard off, and everything. Cutchin. Um, but yeah, it's a cool story, right? I mean, that's where he was the best. You I know? feel like these coming home acquisitions happen more in baseball than any other sport. Do you agree with that? Yeah, they rarely happen in football because transactions don't happen in football as much. There's no yeah. There's not as many trades. There's no trade. There's, Guys don't leave there's teams. Like no trades hardly. And like the NFL trade deadline is boring. So McCutcheon last played in Pittsburgh in 2017. Doesn't wow. feel that long ago to be honest. Uh he was 30 at that time by the way. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. He's 35, 36 now. Dang. Um He's 36 now. So he's been on since then he's been on the Yankees, the Phillies, the Brewers. He went from 
Pittsburgh. Yes. To in 2018, he played for the Giants and the, the Giants. That's right. He yeah. He I think he signed with the Giants. He played very minimally with the Yankees. Only and 114. They, yeah. He was a trade deadline acquisition. Then he played for the Phillies for three years, Milwaukee for one year. Yeah. And now he's back with the Pirates. Four, that's a cool. Fourteen seasons in the major cool leagues. Story. And wasn't he the one that won the MVP the year that Goldie probably should have? Wasn't that the year that he got first and oh, Goldie yes. got second? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it was that 2016. Uh, also going on around the league, Carlos Correa finally has a home for the third oh, time this yeah. offseason. Dude, that guy has gotten three 200 plus million dollar contracts this offseason. To briefly run through it again, he was offered, I believe, 13 years, 350 million with the Giants. He accepted. They had buyer's remorse, said no. Uh, we don't like what's going on in your leg. We think that you won't be good in the long term. My personal opinion, don't offer him a 13-year contract then. Uh, he gets swooped up by Steve Cohen and the Mets, and they offer him to play third base. 12 years and for less, a little less. 315, I think it was. 315, something like that. Uh, he says, great. He says yes again. They say, mm, buyer's remorse. We don't like that leg. Huh, okay, your leg, great. your ankle. Uh, they said, what if would you do less? He said, absolutely not. Why would I do that after you just offered me that massive deal? And things fell through there. Eventually, his own team, the Minnesota Twins, swooped back in and signed him to a six-year, I think it's $200 million $200 deal. Million, and there's like four vesting options after the six years so it could turn into a 10-year deal it turns out the minnesota twins listened to our podcast and heard me say last week (laughs) just offer him a six-year contract if you're worried about his long-term mobility and ability to play the shortstop position don't (laughs) offer him a 13-year deal seems pretty simple it is so you put so you play him for six years and let's say he's really good for all six Boom. Vesting option. Four years. Boom. It's the smart deal. Yeah. I can't believe it took this long for a team to figure that out. And then, of course, he plays the whole, you know. So it is official, by the way. He had his press conference. He passed the physical with the Twins. Nothing's ever official. He put the Twins (laughs) jersey on, Steve. He's a Minnesota twin again. He got further than he did with the other two teams. He says, oh, I love Minnesota. I'm like, yeah. Is that what he said? Or he said something like, you know. They all all say that. Like, I wanted to be here all along. I think I know the obvious answer to this. But which team would you rather play for right now? The Giants, the Mets, or the Twins? The Mets. Absolutely. Best chance to win. Yeah. And probably the most money. The Giants would have been the most money because right. it was one more year and like 20 more million. I'd rather live in the Bay Area than live in Minnesota. Have you seen San Francisco? Well, he doesn't have to walk the streets. He's called know Correa. that, but it's he can get not a driver. great. California is underwater, Steve. <laughs> well, that's it's true, too. flooded. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the trash and oh, all that. Well, that, too. Yeah. And everything else. That's it's a wrong pretty with gross. California. It's a pretty gross city. Uh, but yeah, I've never been to Minnesota, so I can't speak on how nice it is there. But I've heard good things, but it still snows. Up. I do know that their know. field has no roof anymore, and they do play True. in uh, early March and early April there. Yeah, good luck if you ever make the World Series. <laughs> and then in September, <laughs> yeah. If the Twins make the World Series, it's going to be very cold. Last story I wanted to bring up today. Uh, poor, poor, poor Lewin Diaz. This kid, man, has been. I do feel bad for this guy. He has moved teams like eight times this offseason. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. I think he's been acquired or no, DFA eight it. times. I have, I have it right here. Okay, read me off his offseason. So before. since November 15th, 
Lewin Diaz. Two months ago. Lewin Diaz has been, here we go, DFA'd by the Marlins, claimed by the Pirates, DFA'd by the Pirates, claimed by the Orioles, DFA'd by the Orioles, traded to the Braves, DFA'd by the Braves, claimed by the Orioles again, and DFA'd by the Orioles again. So he's been on four different teams and one of them twice. One, two, three, four. Yes. Wow. This In poor two guy. This poor guy. Eight acquisitions. Or why, cuts. Why would the Orioles... <laughs> why would they claim him again? Well... Just to DFA him again. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, you've, uh, you've got the guys that are on the bubble of your roster, right? Yeah. And so you churn the last couple of spots on your <laughs> roster. This My guess is guy, the, the Orioles were like, yeah, we'll take that guy now. And then later they get somebody else and they're like, well, we've got to cut somebody. They traded for uh, Darwinson Hernandez, the reliever from Boston. And there they, you go. They, they, they cut Diaz again. Poor guy. That poor guy, man. He just wants a job somewhere. It reminds me of, do you remember the time, I think it was Mike Napoli who got traded multiple times in the same day. Do you remember that? No. I seem to remember Mike Napoli getting traded, and he never even played for the team that got him. Uh, didn't Isaiah Kiner-Falefa kind of do that too? Didn't he get yes. traded to Minnesota? He got traded to um, Minnesota from Texas for Mitch Garver, and then the Twins flipped him and Donaldson to the Yankees for yeah. Gary Sanchez and others, and, G- and Gio Rochella. Right. Yeah, he never played for the Twins, yeah. And I think that I think that happened on the same day. That's happened, if not, maybe that's the day happened after. a few times. But I, re- I seem to remember Mike Napoli getting traded twice in the same day, and it's just like, who do I play for? <laughs> like, who do I call? Who do I refer to right Where now? Where do I go? What yeah. airport am Where I going to? Where do I live? <laughs> <laughs> do I need to get an apartment? What is Let's this? Let's see if I can find this. Poor Luan Diaz. Where do you think he'll start the season? Who is he on currently? He's not. He's DFA'd by the Orioles. Okay, so he's still technically a part of the... Orioles organization until he gets traded or cut. Yes. Okay. Trying to find this. Or claimed. He could get claimed, I guess. Again. For like the ninth time. Hmm. I can't find what you're talking about. Poor guy. Was it when he got traded? Was he when he got traded? It was the Angels to the Blue Jays. To the Blue Jays to the Rangers. Okay. Was that all on the same day? I think so. I think it was. (laughs) Yeah. Funny that the Rangers have been a part of that with two different catching situations. That's interesting. Garver and the and Napoli. Yeah. You almost feel like with Lou and Diaz, you're like, can we give him a job, please? This poor guy. Can someone just keep him? I believe I read pitchers and catchers report in the, the just D, over a month. The D backs is February fifteenth. Fifteenth? What's I today? The, today's January thirteenth. So a month and two days. I'm very excited about Let's that. Let's go. Very excited about that. Oh, finally. Baseball needs to come back. I got to get my World Baseball Classic tickets. Are there still tickets out there? I don't even know. Ooh, I'm going. You are? My friend has tickets, and he's like, I got tickets to all the night games. And I'm like, yes, please. I'll go. I just want to go. The, the The pool here in Arizona is really good. Yeah. Well, it's they get USA, USA Mexico. Mexico. I think Great Britain is coming. I'm like, I, really? didn't even know Brit- I didn't even know the British played baseball. They have a British team? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Who's on it? <laughs> it's just a bunch of cricket players. There's obviously, I mean, I don't think there's any, there's any uh, Major League Baseball players on it. I can't think of any that are British. I think what uh, what's the other team? I'm forgetting a team that's here. One of the one of the Latin well, American Canada teams. Would be oh, here, Canada, right? Canada's here. Canada. It's the North a, American. Group. I thought there was another. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. It's the it's North, a North America, America group. And, and Great Britain. <laughs> They're in the group? I didn't know I'm that. pretty sure. 
trying to weasel their way back into North America. (laughs) July 4th, 1776. No taxation without representation. (laughs) Yeah, I got to get tickets to that thing because I definitely want to go see the USA-Mexico game. That's at Chase Field, right? Yes. All right. Cool. I'm very excited. My uh, invite from you must have gotten lost in the mail. Oh, uh, well, I, won't I, was, I don't you. have the tickets. <laughs> uh, here we go. I'm trying to find the pools here. Okay. You here find we the go. Pool. The pool uh, that is here in Phoenix is the USA, Canada, Mexico, Colombia. Colombia. I think Great Britain is, is now in here because I think this article. I think I'm, it would be hilarious to find out you were wrong and is, they don't even have a team. The article I'm reading is old. So it's just a qualifier. Columbia. Team. How did they weasel their way into the North American <laughs> pool? Although there's not another country that makes. Well, Cuba would make sense. They're close ish, right? Australia's in the Tokyo pool with well, yeah, Japan, I mean, Korea, and China. Well, geographically, that makes sense. Does it? They're in the Pacific. I mean. Oh, yeah, you're right. They're both islands in the Pacific. Hey, Israel's in it this year. Are That's kind of cool. In it? Uh, I don't know if they're usually in it, but yeah, they. I wonder how many Jewish players, players are in the major leagues that would go play. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. I have no idea. Yeah, but uh, I know I like watching Netherlands play. That's a team that over the last decade or so has really. They emerged. are in the pool with Chinese Taipei, Cuba, and Italy. Uh, Italy's a fun where team. Is the, usually. Ooh. The pool, pool D in Miami, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, and Israel. Dude, that is a stacked. I mean, aside Ooh. from Israel, that's a stacked pool. Sorry, Israel. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's just baseball's not really that big in that part of the world. Yeah. So, um, that's gonna be that's a that's gonna be fun, pool. dude. How did they get Israel? I, I've never. <laughs> Do you know geographically where all those countries are? Are like that doesn't make any sense. I. I feel like they should have put the the random ones together. Oh, but you know what? You can't do that because then you would have guaranteed Israel, Australia, and Great Britain one team to advance, and that would be bad. Yeah. Because they probably don't deserve to advance. Yeah, Great Britain qualified for the WBC this year. Wow. I have no idea who, who would even be on that team. I have no idea. That's amazing. But watch them win the whole thing. No, they won't win the whole thing. What? Japan will win the whole thing like they always do. I like the Dominican team. I like Puerto Rico. I think they have a good shot. I, I know people like to talk about Team USA. I don't like Team USA's pitching staff. Yeah, Merrill Kelly's on that pitching staff, huh? Well, I like that. There's, but like, I don't there's like... Logan Webb, Merrill, mm. Merrill Kelly, Clayton Kershaw is going to pitch. Okay. It's and actually better than last by time. By the way, if I'm the Dodgers, I'd be like, why? no, why are you pitching in that? You're always injured now. You're yeah. old. Well, but you know what? He's won a World Series. He's made all the money in the world. I know. He's he played for do, one team his whole career. He He's won Cy Young Awards. He's won, Didn't he win an MVP? Wasn't oh, he one of the... That I don't know. Was he one of the pitchers who won? Verlander did it, I know. But um, if you're Kershaw, you got nothing left to do. There's nothing left to accomplish. There's nothing left to put on your resume than winning a world title. So, yeah. I don't know. But... I mean, yeah, the, the 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 USA team is pretty stacked. I mean, JT Real Muto, Pete Alonso, Paul Goldschmidt. You can cross Trevor Story off the list now with yeah. it, with that surgery. You're probably right. Nolan Arenado, Bobby Witt Jr., Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Cedric Mullins. Dude, there's going to be Mike mega Trout, stars Mike on the Trout, bench. Trout, Mike Trout, Kyle, Tuck, Kyle Tucker was one of the best outfielders in baseball last See, year. But why Kyle Schwarber's going to hit big old... Big old homers. Why can't we get that level of pitcher? 
Like, Kershaw's a good pitcher. He's on the back nine. Yeah. Merrill Kelly's a decent pitcher. He's certainly not... You know, like, why can't you get a Jacob deGrom? Why can't yeah. you get a Max Scherzer? Why can't you get... Uh, well, Trevor Bauer's available. Why can't you... I'm just kidding. Uh, or not. I don't know. Uh, why can't you get the top-level starting pitchers to go and pitch in WBC? Here, Remember here. last time they played? Their best pitcher was Marcus Stroman. Yeah. No offense. I like Marcus Stroman. He's a good player. He's not even Not pitching, a number one. Is he for... the one that we're missing in New York? Remember we were talking about the New York's yep. rotation? Yep. Is that the one we're missing? Yep. Boom. I figured uh, it out. Yeah. We came full circle in this podcast. 48 minutes. I uh, did it. Here's the here's the pitching staff for the USA. Merrill Kelly. Decent. Ne- Nestor Cortez from the Yankees. Oh, I like him. Kyle Freeland from the Rockies. No, thanks. Brady Singer from the Royals. No, thanks. Adam Wainwright from the Cardinals mm, at age good. 45. Yeah. Um... Logan Webb from the Giants. Those are the start, and, and, Clay, and Clayton Kershaw. Um, There's probably three or four guys there that the I the relievers like. are David Bednar from the Pirates, Dylan Tate from the Orioles, and Devin Williams from the Milwaukee Brewers. We have three relievers. Yeah, yeah. So Uh-oh. it's it's not like a traditional <laughs> team. I bet they'll use some of the starters out of the bullpen because yeah. the starters uh, they get capped for how many innings they can pitch in oh. a game because of the rules with Major League Baseball yeah. because you can't just have them throwing all those innings in when what would be their spring training. So, yeah, so we're probably not going to see very much of Merrill Kelly in spring, D-back spring training this year because they'll be with Team USA. But So the Team USA kind of has the same problem the Diamondbacks do. No bullpen. No bullpen. <laughs> just saying. Just throwing that out there. Hey, thanks so much for checking out the podcast this week. We really appreciate it. Uh, sorry that we spent so much time talking about Trevor Bauer. We'll never do it again. Hopefully. Unless he does get acquired. We'll see. I'm Steve Zinsmeister for Cody Fincher as well. It is the Ain't No Fang podcast, which you've been listening to here at ArizonaSports.com and on the Arizona Sports app.